the college football experience week two previews and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with the promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in their Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance at a million dollars. Got to do that. Also, we're brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, us. Don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store. SGPN is giving you a chance to win $100,000 NFL Week 1 exclusively on the SGPN app. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Part two picks episode for week two. Go out and if you're listening to this first, well, you better go back and listen to part one because we got locks. We got tons of these plays. All right, so make sure you tune in. This is the fucking college football experience. Put a smile on your face as 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 we take you to the land down under. And uh, what, sixty two percent for me, Nick? Sixty two percent. What were you, Nick? Sixty something. Roll it up. You know, uh, sixty fifty nine and a half. Let's round up. There you go. Throw that Dick Skyward. <laughs> Throw that Dick Skyward says Patty C, and he's doing all right too on his locks. And then look, the picks. This thing happens. There's, there'll be a week where you have a down week. The next week you come up and boom, boom, boom. Just know we're always over five hundred. And week one's always a little funky because you have a like you know, like fifteen like or twenty like fifty point spreads. Yeah, and you. And so, you well, I mean, come on, like but, who, who's really like hand, handicapping that? But we tried to tell well, Patty we, C that that Charlotte and Will Healy were onto something. We did. Well, he should have listened. Listen, you you guys you guys did two things. You 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 fucking bet. We really just one thing. You bet with your heart, and you didn't you didn't cop out, and that's what I did. I, I had some heaters, and there's one game that I'm proud of, and that's the Notre Dame Florida State game, and I almost copped out on that last second. And you even got <laughs> lucky, eight down eighteen. That was Bobby Bowden making that game close. Let's go Jacksonville <laughs> State this week. Uh, no, uh, okay. Let's let's get to. It. We got a lot of games on the slate here. The Wyoming Cowboys one and zero, barely. The big sky, Montana State, took them to the brim. They traveled to DeKalb, Illinois, where Northern Illinois, fresh off of yet another. You look, say what you want about Thomas Hammock. I can tell you this: this program, they they stack up wins against the Power Five. 
Northern Illinois gets it done again. We could say this about Nebraska. We could say this about Maryland. We could say this about Northwestern. The this program finds ways to win these some of these big games. Now we got the Cowboys coming into DeKalb. DeKalb hasn't had fans in over a year, and this is by far. I think if you ask anyone that covers Mac football, they'll say this is the best home environment in the Mac. Will it be lit after an, uh, uh, a big, big win against an ACC opponent in DeKalb, Wyoming laying seven. This opened up at Wyoming minus five. I kind of liked it then. I think it was four and a half actually it opened with now at seven. I don't know. Cause Sean chambers and Wyoming, they do. They're kind of like army and Navy and air force and Georgia Southern where it's like, God, I don't want to lay cause they win. They normally win close. And I'll say this just like I did with the army Western Kentucky game. I'm not going past seven, but give me Wyoming minus seven. <laughs> uh, Sean chambers. That's just their style. They run the ball. They're not an option team though, but they just run the ball a lot. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd say that's some pretty sound logic there. I think that Wyoming Montana state game, that is probably some kind of like regional rivalry where like Montana state really good stuff. Like we're, you know what? This is our chance to take on an FBS school. I think Wyoming is clearly the better team than Northern Illinois. I, I was high on Wyoming coming into this year. I was, I was high on them to reach a pretty high win total, like nine wins maybe or something. So uh, I think, you know, maybe things kind of look more like what I originally thought this week. I think Wyoming takes care of business, but I agree. You don't want to lay much more than a touchdown with the Cowboys, especially on the road. But at this right where it's at now, I feel like maybe I'm taking too many favorites, but uh, yeah, give me the Cowboys. Wow. Uh, Patty C, where do you stand with this one? I, I disagree with both you guys. I think uh, the, the, the balance here is, you know, take, take what you knew in the preseason, right? And then all that studying and all that information you had, we would obviously have Wyoming over Northern Illinois and then boom, balance that equally with what you saw in week one. And what we saw in week one was Northern Illinois beating a talented Georgia tech team or semi-talented Georgia tech team and Wyoming barely skating by at home against a FCS school. Well, so uh, seven uh, and a half, I was on Montana state for the record. Seven. Not seven and a half, Patty. Or six and a half is what I'm getting. It's and so I'm taking Northern Illinois. If it's at seven, then that seems just about right. But um, yeah, at six and a half. No, you no, no. But that. you're still going to take seven with Northern Illinois if you're taking six and a half. That's even better. Well, it's a push at that point. I think that's probably exactly where you'll get. So I guess, yeah, you're right. But uh, I think Northern Illinois is the bet. Uh, I, well, I can tell you this Patty C does have this going for him. Rocky Lombardi, the the quarterback of the Northern Illinois Huskies, is related to Vince Lombardi. Now I will tell you, Rocky Lombardi is a transfer from Michigan State, and he never looked very good for Sparty. Maybe uh, he'll have more success on the MAC level. There we go. Okay, well I'm gonna go with Wyoming. Just oh, wrong. You're right. Obviously, if it put, if it went up to seven. Yeah, you would take Northern Illinois then if you're getting them at six and a half. There, yes, Northern Illinois is seven if you can get it there. In fact, I'm going to have to change my pick and get it at seven. Spinal. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. That one, that one had, that one had me look. Okay, I got, I got the perfect. I'm drop. looking at this all wrong. I got the perfect drop for that last segment. Well, 
Well, well, I don't got <laughs> brain bag. I got no idea what the fuck you were trying to say there, but I can tell you Look, this. I've been drinking a little bit. Give give the guy a break. <laughs> I can tell you this though. Uh, look, the take take Wyoming. Don't go don't go over a touchdown. All right, don't go over a touchdown with the Cowboys. I think they're going to get it done. Patty sees on Northern Illinois. Maybe there's magic in the cob. Who knows? But let's see if there's magic in Blacksburg because what's been the problem in Blacksburg? Fuente five and one or four and one against uh, North Carolina, but he can beat North Carolina, but he will lose to an old dominion. He'll lose to a Liberty. Well, Bailey Hockman, NC state transfer, they, they put it on Monmouth. Then one of the games, one of the few games I was wrong, um, Monmouth, just gets destroyed by middle Tennessee. And we know Stockstill, underrated coach Hockman went 17 to 22, two fifteen, three touchdowns. Is there, you know, can we count on that crowd in Blacksburg to, to continue on like that VT laying 20 Nick, where are you going here? I'd say the crowd on opening Friday night, prime time is going to be a little bit different at, you know, this coming Saturday at 2 PM Eastern time. Um, yeah. You know, consistency has been an issue for the Virginia tech program over the last three or four years. And there's been some, some, some ups, some highs, and there's also been some lows. And uh, I think this is too many points. I think um, I, I said before the Virginia tech offense, you know, against a, a not a very good defense, they didn't do that great. I mean, they, they couldn't break 300 yards against the UNC defense. Mm, mm. Okay. So I think middle Tennessee state can do enough on offense to at least keep it close. I don't think the Hokie offense is a juggernaut where they're just going to blow way past opponents. So I think it's a little too many points. I'm going to go with the dog on this one. Patty C what are you doing here? Do the blue Raiders pull up, pull off some magic in Blacksburg. I don't think it's a upset magic, but 20, 20, it doesn't seem like too much. I'm not going to touch this, but yeah, I guess middle Tennessee tech only managed 17 points against what you guys uh, rightfully said was a suspect defense in North Carolina. And then um, let's see. I mean, obviously you got to be pleased with Justin Hamilton's progress as the defensive coordinator there. That was a nice step forward where they give up 56 to North Carolina last year, dropped it down to 10 this year. So great improvement. Like we kind of expected but stock still has a record of getting it done. And look, 20 points is a lot. Let down city go Raiders. Wow. Well, guess what guys? I'm going to disagree with you guys. I am on Virginia tech minus 20. Cause I still think that crowd can't get enough of it. And I think it's a huge year for Fuente. I think it's a huge year for Hamilton and they're going to be loaded and ready to go. Give me the Hokies minus 20. Let me say this. I know you guys saw this, uh, that uh, tweet that that lady from uh, North Carolina said it was obnoxiously loud and I won't be going back to Virginia tech. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. But that was actually my experience at the first football game. It was like uncomfortably loud, uncomfortably loud to the point where I was like, I can hardly enjoy this experience. What is happening? What is happening to the world? Now I understand why I'm getting kicked out. It's UNC. It's UNC. All right. So what was the, was the wine and cheese in Blacksburg? Not, not up to Chapel Hill standards. Yeah. (laughs) No. And and what, and look, if they wanted to, they could, they don't have to go that far to Blacksburg. I guess they do because of conference scheduling, but East Carolina is right down the road. And what the last time we played them, didn't we drop 70 on them? 
well, the Chapel Hill elite do not want to go to Greenville. Okay. There's nothing in there. There there's, there's not a, a decent fine dining establishment, you know, remotely close to Greenville. Okay? No, no, the, the, the decent fine dining is done at Dowdy Ficklin stadium. When we drop <laughs> 70 on that bomb ass team of theirs. All right. Now let's go to the, I ki- will say that this that? Colby, your uh, experience with Virginia tech and ECU and going to games of that ilk you know, excuses you from your uh, UCLA uh, <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah. All I know is this generation's full of shit. All right. Go out there, have some fun. All right. God forbid a, a fan root for UCLA. They should give me like box season tickets after that experience, right? They haven't, they, hey, they they haven't had fans in fucking years. They haven't had so, fans so, since so, fucking Troy on. Aikman. So the, the fan that called security, they said you were being obnoxious or you're being inconsiderate. No, what was, no, the security, the, adjective? the security just told me uh, that, that, that I was the, uh, that I was uh, like screaming and yelling. And I go, so you're kicking me out for being too big of a fan. And he goes, <laughs> look, I don't make the rules, buddy. Right. Well, so so somebody called on you. Somebody yeah. No, no. He ass. told me that someone called. He said we got a call that you that 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 you were you know being loud. And I go, well, what what the <laughs> what are we at? Am I at fucking church? I was like, what is this? I'm I at a football game. It was the LSU fans that were upset at your uh, behavior. I'm guessing it was a UCLA fan. No he way. was rooting for UCLA. <laughs> yeah. If anything, a UCLA fan dapped me up for talking shit to the LA LSU fans, but yeah, he's probably like, wow, wow. Yeah. Look at the balls on him. We, Maybe LSU don't do that. It's a lot of hype that they don't deserve. Who uh, knows? Well, don't worry. They, they, they'll probably lose the McNeese this weekend. Uh, let's go to the, let's go to the carrier dome. All right. Where, where good football hasn't happened since art monk. Uh, let's talk. Rutgers coming off dropping. Did they drop 50 something on temple? I, I don't know. Something. Yeah. I don't know what that score was, but I know it was a lot to a little. And I was uh tailgating at that point. Uh, Rutgers destroyed temple. Greg Schiano should have been coach of the year last year. I'm going to make the case for him to be coach of the year after one game. Yes, I am going to do that. They traveled to Syracuse where we were on Syracuse beating Ohio. Rutgers is only a two point favorite. Guys, yep. Uh, Patty C, you joining us because I'm about to do this. Keep that music going because I'm not giving you triple I music, even though I'm taking Rutgers here. This become talk, talk. You can talk over this. Well, well, I'm saying this becomes a very compelling game. Rutgers or Syracuse performance against Ohio was, I mean, even without a. Fucking homeboy, um, Frank Solich, that, uh, yeah, Solich that had to retire. Syracuse performed well, and Rutgers obviously dominated Temple. So um, we got a game in the Northeast. Uh, the battle for New York City is upon us with two one and zero teams right now. I don't know if we've ever had an undefeated battle for New York City between New Jersey and wait, New York's wait. flagship. Why player. is it New York City? Isn't it like a battle of? Cooperstown. <laughs> well, I mean, New York City, they they kind of rep Syracuse if they're going to rep any kind of I mean, they do on, on at least the basketball front. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's New York's team for football. You know, they it's are. the state's team and New York City is part of New York. You got to figure New York City somewhat New York, represents New York City doesn't give a shit about college football, <laughs> but if they yeah. did, it would be Syracuse. <laughs> or Rutgers maybe. I don't know because Rutgers is kind of close to New York. I think Rutgers Geographically closer to New York City. Tony, I, think they like, I think they like to look down upon uh, those folks from Jersey and and, and from Rutgers. Uh, I don't know. There's that there's that Sopranos episode where uh, the the Tony Sopranos talking about the Rutgers football team. 
Yeah, but he's he lives in Jersey, and like the New York gangsters look down upon the Jersey gangsters. Well, I would agree with you, but uh, New York City lit its fucking Empire State Building up red for Syracuse or for Rutgers, rather, uh, somewhat recently, maybe ten years ago. I don't know, but either way, this is kind of a little bit, maybe even a recruiting battle. I don't know how much talent comes out of New York City, but certainly in the Northeast, things are they lighting pro- up. They produce good point guards. That's true. That's true. Kenny Anderson, Kenny Smith, every other Kenny, maybe Kenny Skywalker. I don't Orange know. Whip. Orange whip. Patty C, are you taking Syracuse, really? No, I'm taking Rutgers. Okay. But I'm not locking it. So me and Nick yeah. are locking it. Okay. So so with Syracuse, like as I predicted on the DFS pod, you know, a a, a low dollar running back from Syracuse name is Sean Tucker ran for 181 yards and a touchdown. Hopefully you pay attention and you rostered him uh, against Ohio. He's not going to have that same excuse against or, or that, that same success against Rutgers and Tommy DeVito, the quarterback is still a liability. He is not good for Syracuse. They're not going to be able to be one dimensional and run the ball against Rutgers. He, he's probably going to throw a couple of picks. Rutgers is going to go into Syracuse, go into the carrier dome and win and cover lock it up Rutgers. You're telling me we're getting the Guido versus DeVito and, and the folks in New York city aren't going to be talking about this shit. <laughs> yes, that is going to be fantastic. Okay. Let's go to South Bend, Indiana. They blew an 18 point cover for me in the second half. Still mad about that. Jack Cohn though, almost threw for 400 yards. What the hell was that? Jack Cohn. Every time I'd see him play at, at Wisconsin could barely break a hundred. He goes first game at Notre Dame. He almost, he was 34 yards away from throwing for 400. He went 26 of 35 for 366 and four touchdowns. And that includes like a 30 yard drop by Michael Michael Mayer in, in the fourth quarter. This was unbelievable. This is a Jack Cohn look like uh, Broadway Joe back there. I mean, uh, <laughs> Notre Dame lay in 17. I, I'm going to say the Irish right their wrongs. I know there are uh, some Notre Dame fans that were skeptical on Marcus Freeman's defense uh, after, after game one, rightfully th- so, but I think that's also, you're breaking in a brand new defense. Uh, the, the, the Bobby uh, Bowden, you know, thing, the energy there, what was going on? Mackenzie Milton comes in. There's a little bit of a perfect storm there. Toledo. I know they're the, one of the better teams in the Mac, but no one comes into South bend in the Mac and uh, <laughs> pushes them around <laughs> and pushes them around. And this game is going to be on Peacock. I don't even know what that is. Is that a cocktail? But um, uh, look, Notre Dame minus 17. What are we, what are we doing here? I'm on the Irish. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally on Notre Dame as well. I think this is a pretty easy cover surprise. It's this close. I agree with you. 100%. There's a little bit of a perfect storm for Florida state. Plus Let's not forget that this team was a national championship seven or eight years ago. So, hey, they still have the talent. Toledo has good players, but nowhere near on that level. 16 and a half is what I got it at. That seems pretty small, even at 17, Notre Dame. Yeah, it really comes down to physicality, comes down to line play. And as, as you know, Toledo might be one of the best schools in the MAC. They might be the best school in the MAC, but it's still the MAC, and they're still the worst conference in America. And Notre Dame runs all over Toledo. Big day for Kyron Williams. Notre Dame covers. Yeah, I agree. Um, you can't win. Let's go <laughs> to Patty C was talking national championships. Well, might have maybe the first time in, in college football history. I'd have to do my homework here. Maybe the first time in college football history that the reigning national champion. 
starts out zero and two, and 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 resigns. What a shit show! Like he's gonna <laughs> coach out the year, and then like two hours later, he's done. <laughs> and we're talking Randy Edsel in the Yukon Huskies. I don't know what's going on, but when you lose to Holy Cross by double digits, that ain't good. It's time to hang it up. <laughs> that ain't good. Now the Boilermakers, they earned a nice win against uh, Oregon State. I don't know if you saw it, by the way. Sam Neuer did get pulled from that game, so I don't know. Purdue laying thirty-four. This line opened up at twenty-seven, <laughs> so. The, the money coming in heavy. This is on the road though. This is in Pratt and Whitney stadium in East Hartford. Um, look, I know it's a new coach. Is there any energy? Do the players want to play for him? Did they quit on Edsel? I don't know. I don't want to pee. I don't want anything with this. I don't want to do anything with this game. Maybe in a teaser, you tease this down, give me Purdue, but I don't like being on the road laying 34, but give me Purdue <laughs> Nick. Yeah, I mean, almost similar to that uh, Florida USF game. Like, there's no way in hell you bet on UConn right now, right? I don't, I don't care if the spread was seven points higher. There's no way, you know. And Pratt and Whitney Stadium, geez, that sounds that is the epitome of UConn pansy ass not (laughs) playing during COVID football right now. (laughs) Pratt and Whitney apparently is an American aerospace manufacturer. It's a subsidiary of Raytheon. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But UConn sucks. Yes. Yes. UConn football. Takeaway. UConn football is like this. And you are nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. <laughs> I, I bet you nobody on that UConn team has drank a few boilermakers in their times, all right? <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Patty C, where you go? Tell me you're taking the Huskies. Well, they are going to be drinking the jizz of the Boilermakers. That's a little graphic. Sorry. Um, This game, I think uh, Purdue obviously is going to fucking cover this one. Um, 33 and a half. There's no way that uh, no way that UConn covers. They just lost their head coach and they're just not even 33 or you got it. You're saying 34. These lines are moving fast guys. I made my picks right before the episode and everything Colby's telling me is a point or two off. So, you know, from what I got it at, so everything's moving, but uh, yeah, grab Purdue while you can guys. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't feel great about that line, but I would just say, if you got a bet, you got to bet on Purdue on that side of it. All right, folks. I want to tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by Pixwise. Pixwise is the, is the number one app for sports betting picks hound by a team of trend watching data, devouring sports fanatics, giving you the who the how and the why behind every single prediction for every game, every day and every sport loaded with best bets, props and parlays. You can find in-depth analysis on every game all for free found your pick. Well, search the latest sports book promotions to sign up for an account, uh, compare the odds and finally place your bet. Download the free Pixwise app now uh, to just to make your next bet better. It's that simple. Pixwise backs responsible gambling gambling problem. Well, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Got y'all figured out there. Also want to tell you, we're brought to you by prize picks. Turn your picks into real easy prize picks. Prize picks is my favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast and it's easy. And it all starts with prize picks. 
Simply pick two to five players in the side if they'll go over or under their stat projection. The more players you pick, the more you can win. You can win up to 10 times the amount of money you're throwing down. Prize picks is the only way I play. Use our promo code SGP and receive a hundred percent instant deposit match for up to a hundred dollars. That's prize picks. Promo code SGP. All right, we're back in this. We're in the middle of this mess that is week two, and the UAB Blazers, who look great against Jacksonville State, well, now they take on Georgia, and, and this is an interesting matchup because this line opened up at twenty-seven. It's down to twenty-four and a half, so some money coming in on UAB. But at the same time, I mean, Georgia did beat Clemson, but their only touchdown was on defense. Should we be concerned about in general? Let's call it. Let's say timeout from the actual game in the line. Are we concerned about Georgia's offense and JT Daniels, perhaps Patty? Uh, I think it's too early to make any call. Rutgers has uh, traditionally had a pretty solid defense and this year, their Rutgers. defensive line has uh, gotten a lot of hype going into the season. So uh, Rutgers. I'm not concerned you said, about Georgia's offense just yet. That said, I do expect <laughs> UAB to cover. <laughs> How many jakes you had over there? Rutgers Clemson. You mean Clemson? <laughs> wait, wait, Clemson. Wait, Wait, who are we talking? We're talking about Georgia, right? God damn. You got me all confused over here. So Rutgers, did I say Rutgers? Yes. You said, you said Rutgers. I'm a fucking moron. All right. right. Let's keep going. Oh, what are we drinking over there? Beer. We got, we got bourbon. What we got? Don't judge me. I'm drinking a truly hard seltzer. Oh, I'm judging. Jeez. Yeah. I'm trying to lose a little weight here. I got. I, I was looking at the heavy stuff. It's delicious, but look, give me the seltzers. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe, all right. Maybe grab a. Maybe pick better. All right. Then then it will all uh, trickle down. Uh, Nick. Nick. W- before we get to handicapping this exact game, are you worried at all about the Georgia offense? A little bit, you know, especially with you know their one like legitimate receiver threat in George Pickens being injured in the off season. It seemed to me like they didn't have a whole lot of options on the outside at least, you know, like next level options. Yeah. Uh, not the options that like Alabama has. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? And for that matter, I don't know if Clemson does either. And and that was one of the problems with that game it was so low scoring because I don't, I didn't see like the difference makers. Wasn't that beautiful? On the perimeter. <laughs> uh, I guess my That's favorite game, my it. favorite game in the past 10 years has been that Penn state, Wisconsin game. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, UAB is getting 24 and a half at the moment. This second is 24 and a half. We know Tyler Johnson, the third, probably the best college football game I've ever seen him play. He was 17 of 21, 320 and two scores. You know, Jermaine Brown, Dwayne McBride in that backfield. Will UAB have any success offensively against this stout, stout Georgia Bulldog defense? I'm going UAB to cover. Um, I don't like it though, because like there's a clear different levels of college football and Georgia's on one. And as good as UAB is on their level, going into Athens is an entirely different thing. And if they could shut down the Clemson offense, then the Bulldogs can probably shut down the UAB offense. I'm going to take the, the points. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, that's my lean. I don't like it, but the Georgia offense left a little bit to be desired. UAB's got a solid defense. Maybe they can do enough to keep it, you know, kind of close. Patty, I gotta go Blazers here, but I, I'm not confident in this one. Georgia could open it up on offense in a way. I mean, Clemson might just have that good of a defense, but UAB, 
I'm sick. Of, I've been sleeping on him for long enough. I'm not going to doubt him anymore. And 24 and a half seems tempting. So give me the Blazers. See this line drops them. I, I had it before at uh, UAB. I'm going to take Georgia when it's 24 and a half. I think Georgia gets it done. Don't like this go. game. I don't like it. I would not bet this one, but I could, I could see like 31 to six final score. Or yeah, something. yeah. Completely yeah. could. Um, all right. Uh, Murray state, the racers go on to take Cincinnati. Murray state almost made the FCS playoffs last year. Any chance Murray state keeps it close to no, Yeah, No, okay. I don't give a okay. shit. Cincinnati's going to roll Patty. Yeah. Yep, yep. I agree. All right. Here's an interesting one in the Mac ball state who had such a magical season uh, last year, 2020, they got tested by Western Illinois, the Leathernecks, who kept it really close. Ball state had to really earn that victory in week one. Now Penn state at the same time, I was on Penn state. I know. I think someone else here was on Wisconsin and camp Randall. Penn State's the, but was the better team. They got it done. Even though Sean Clifford, 18 of 33 for 247, uh, really worked. I mean, they got nothing in the first half against Wisconsin, but they opened it up in the second half, got it done. Penn state lay this open at 20 and a half. Now it's at 22 and a half. I'm going to ride the Nittany lions here, but I'm not going to go that much further than this. Nick. Yeah. I loved it under three touchdowns. I'll still take Penn state now. I mean, look, Wisconsin's defense is very, very good, especially under the defense coordinator, Jim, Le- uh, Jim Leonard year in year out. They're one of the top five, top 10 defenses in the nation. It was a tight game. The Penn state offense did enough when it mattered and they're going to be able to open it up here. Sean Clifford still, I don't know. Uh, he's never overly impressed. He's had some decent games. He's had a lot of inconsistencies, but they got a couple good running backs. I like the guy Kane, the wide receiver. Jahan Dotson is one of the best receivers in the nation. I think they're going to find a lot more offensive success in this game. So I think Penn state wins big Patty. Yeah. I mean, this would have been an easy cover for ball state last year. I feel like, but obviously things are different this year. Uh, only 10 point win over Western Illinois. And it was a true struggle. Um, Gosh, I guess I'm going to take Penn state. I trust their offense to be able to open it up a little bit more. And I think that Wisconsin probably has a very good defense, but this, I'm not super confident in this, but Penn state for sure. 22 and a half. They'll get that. Keep an eye on Justin Hall, the wide receiver for ball state. He had eight for one thirty-seven and two scores against the Leathernecks. Um, But now I'm on Penn state as well. Okay. This is what I'm very curious. I think I'll be honest. I think week two slates pretty shitty. Right, it is. It is. Uh, Georgia Southern travels to Florida Atlantic, where Florida Atlantic looked all right. Nikosi Perry just got an NIL deal from a beer company. Um, sh- sh- kudos to him. They're laying seven. Last year, Georgia Southern smacked Florida Atlantic. I mean, smacked them. Now Georgia Southern, after a tough uh, FCS matchup against Gardner Webb, where Georgia Southern got the win but didn't look great. They travel down to Boca Raton, catching a touchdown. Guys, I'm going to, dare I say, the triple option's the triple option. Give me the seven points in Georgia Southern. I trust it. I trust it. Guys, what are you thinking here? Nick? Well, finally, I agree with you. It's been, uh, we've had too many similarities here. Give me Florida Atlantic. I was high on them. I thought they were a real player in the conference USA East, I believe, uh, potentially to win that. 
And uh, Georgia Southern, not very impressive against Gardner Webb or whatever North Carolina FCS school they played. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. So I, I don't love the play. I'm not locking up or anything, but I'm high on Florida Atlantic. I think they have the, a talent and athletic superiority over the Eagles. And I think they cover this. Patty? Boy, that Georgia Southern uh, game against Gardner Webb, 30 to 25 major cause for concern. Granted, that is Georgia Southern's calling card, close football games, uh, Florida Atlantic, keeping it closer against Florida than I would have expected. So I want to lean Florida Atlantic, but I'm just going to go with history here and say Georgia Southern is good enough to cover seven. I think that Perry could do some real things for Florida Atlantic. He had a decent game, you know, 1933, 261 against Florida. Watch him open it up a little bit against Georgia Southern. Yeah, I'm zero percent confident in this game. So I just trust Georgia Southern. It's going to be a thorn in the side with the triple option. Only a couple days to practice. You got beat up by the Gators. That was your Super Bowl. Give me the give me give me the Georgia Southern Eagles coming in there to take care of business. And I'm catching a touchdown. Uh, all right, but let's hop over to Denver, Colorado. All right, Denver, Colorado. The Texas A&M Aggies. First off, Patty C said credit to them for the. They're they're uh, shutting down of Kent State's offense, which I'll say yes. Mike Elko dialed up some nice stuff. However, that was like a 10-6 game at halftime or something like that. It was a it was a it was a game at halftime. I forget the exact score. So perhaps are we all? Colorado, though. Uh, you know, against Northern Colorado, that wasn't an impressive win to me at all. I watched that whole game every snap. Now they were very conservative with Brandon Lewis, the freshman quarterback. He still a stat sheet will look all right considering that. But I'm nervous about this line. It's at 17 out. It opened up at 15. I I see 17 and I say, gosh, I we know here's another thing is AM hasn't won at Boulder. Even when they were in the Big 12 playing, they were winless in the 2000s in Boulder. However, this game's at in Denver. Wonder if that will, I think probably a lot more a and M fans show up to this one. I probably a lot less college students make that 30 minute trip down to Denver or whatever it is. What do you take? What's your take on this game, Nick? Yeah. You know, this game is very intriguing because I'm not sure how either team is going to look later in the season. I mean, is this the Texas and a and M school that can win 10 games? Is this a Colorado team that can, you know, go bowling and, you know, possibly contend in the pac 12 South like they did last year? I don't know, but I know Haynes King, the quarterback for AM, threw three picks against Kent state. I know in very limited time last year, you know, you know, spelling Kellen Mond, he threw what he only threw four attempts, but one of those was an interception. So the dude throws too many, too many interceptions apparently. And I'm concerned about you know, the Texas A&M offense, especially on the road with altitude. And for that matter, I'm taking Colorado. Uh, I don't love the play. I, I'm not like, you know, sold on, on Colorado as a good football team, especially with a questionable quarterback at this point, but I'm going to roll the dice and take, you know, the team that only travels a half hour down the road to get to Denver from Boulder and who who's used to, you know, that, you know, being, you know, in the Rocky mountains over the school coming from Texas, give me the Buffalo and, and Patty C, you know, he heard me mention this a lot on Saturday, right? Before he got kicked out the pac 12, 
uh, the SEC at the Pac-12, five and eighteen. Now I don't know if this would count. This is a weird. I mean, I still think it's kind of at the Pac-12 team, but five and eighteen since the year two thousand, and that includes A and M being winless in Boulder. That includes Georgia losing in Boulder. Um, and that was. I do agree, though. I I listened to the main podcast, and they were mentioning all the LSU fans at at UCLA. You know, a lot of Aggie fans are going to be in Denver too. That's going to be like at least a 50, 50 split. Why do they got to do this dumbass game though? Why couldn't this be a Boulder? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Patty, what are well, you doing well, here? Well, let me spit some facts at you. Uh, last four seasons for a Colorado three state or uh, uh, yeah. What was it? Uh, Northern Colorado three and seven, two and nine, two and 10. And then last year didn't play this game against Colorado last week, even though yes, we, we love easy Ed McCaffrey. 21 to seven going into the fourth quarter, Colorado, not that good. And obviously you said uh, Texas A&M had their struggles early last week, but 17 points, even on the road, Texas A&M has weapons. This is an e- I almost want to lock it. I'm not going to lock it, but A&M pretty safe cover in my opinion. But uh, I thought, I also thought as a guy that watched the whole game, I completely agree. I was not impressed by Colorado at all. And Carl Durrell was very outspoken about how he did not like his team's performance. However, I didn't think they gave Brandon Lewis. They didn't take any chances with him, in my opinion. Now maybe that was some of him. Maybe they wanted to keep it vanilla because they knew A and M's on deck. I don't know, but they they did not try to open it up for him, in my opinion, at all. Uh, they ran the ball and they ran the ball every play. Um, Is that the freshman uh, quarterback? The, the, yeah, the freshman, freshman quarterback. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, that is concerning. Mike Elko against a freshman quarterback on his second start of his career. Mm. 17. Yeah. It seems, it seems uh, obvious, but like you say, the, the sec going to the pac 12 usually results in an L, you know, straight. And up. I think it, I think, I think it depends on if a and M can be, is just one dimensional running the football or if they can have some success to, through the air. So yeah. I, yeah. I think it's really depending on the Colorado defense. Can they at least slow the Aggies down and make them one dimensional. And we, I don't have any confidence in this new quarterback yet. He hasn't proven me a thing yet. Look, I, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to take Colorado just cause they're my boys, but I don't feel great, especially at that performance. You know, I don't feel great about this team. They're going to have to, they have to show me they can move the ball on offense because I know this, I like, uh, I actually think the, the Colorado run defense isn't bad. I have questions about the past defense though, that I mean, maybe that favored, maybe that plays into the Colorado's hand with it being a freshman quarterback or, you know, a, what is it? A, a super freshman quarterback with Hayes King. Um, I don't know, but I just feel like this is a, a game that I, I just would have liked to seen more. I saw more from the Colorado quarterback situation in the Texas bowl game than I did in this game against Northern Colorado. So uh, Brandon Lewis in a way, I don't want to say he regressed, but they just didn't open it up for him. It's like, come on, you're playing Northern Colorado, open it up. Right. Well, you had to know there's going to be a breaking in period for the, the, the quarterback. You know, like we said, you're starting fresh. You let a uh, homeboy go out the door to Oregon state when he, he performed decently last year. So they are hitting the hard reset there and trying to build and hit the maximum ceiling in a few years. Um, Haynes King to both you and Nick's point. He looked a little dicey in the pocket when there was pressure coming at him. So I don't know how, if Colorado is going to be able to bring any of that, but Colorado having a bad defensive backfield might, might benefit him. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this one I know you're all waiting for. Boston College heads to Amherst to take on UMass. BC's laying 37. Phil Jerkovic just threw for 300. He also was BC's leading rusher, and that was the problem coming into the year. They went from a run heavy team with Adazio, and last year BC couldn't run the ball. And they said, Oh, well, you're going to fix all these. We're going to fix this this year. Well, against Colgate, those Colgate Raiders, they don't have a great run defense. And Phil Jerkovic led the, the, the BC rushing attack with five carries for 61 yards. That's concerning. But Zay Flowers, their stud wideout, had seven for 135 and a touchdown. I'm not taking UMass, guys, but I don't like this game. But give me BC minus 37. Patty. I like this game. Lock it up. Boston <laughs> college 37 against UMass. Did you see what they did last week? Boston college has weapons. They're a legit threat in the ACC Atlantic this year. Clemson is questionable and Boston college is ready. Nick. I like Boston college, but I, I mean, I, and I'm laying the 37, but I will never lock up Boston college minus 37. <laughs> even if it's against lowly UMass, once again, uh, similar to some of the other games we mentioned, there's no way you bet on UMass regardless of the spread. But my lean would be to lay the points. Well, let me say this: there's no longer a, an Adazio in Boston, okay? And so you get a non-Italian. How many Italians do they have there? Three in a row in Boston. You get an Irish guy like Jeff Hapley in Boston. Things start to happen. This ain't your father's. Boston College Eagles. Hey, O'Brien's Irish. Yeah, that was 25 years ago. That's when they covered spread. <laughs> Tom Coughlin. All right. Who were the last three coaches? Dazio, Jazinski, uh, Jagadzinski. He's a damn Russian. I don't know. He was get, a beast. Get he was a damn good co- coach. Um, all right, Buffalo. Laying off, or I mean, coming off of uh, a, like a, what they dropped 70 on Wagner. They travel to Lincoln, Nebraska, where Nebraska in that first half was a little bit of sleep at the wheel against Fordham. Then they woke up and dropped 50 on them. Adrian Martinez, though, their lone playmaker, like we said, 144 yards rushing, 486 passing, five touchdowns combined for Adrian Martinez. And I will say this I played this guy in my DFS roster week one. They didn't get him the ball enough, in my opinion. Samori Torre, the Montana transfer, 11 catches for 170 yards. Buffalo though looked good in Linquist's first game. Granted, against Wagner, Nebraska laying thirteen and a half. It opened up at eleven, so the money's coming in on uh, <clears throat> on the Cornhuskers. What are we doing here, guys? I'm going to take Nebraska. I'm going to live and die with them. But I got a feeling you guys are. Patty. Yeah. Or Nick. I'm okay. Going Buffalo. There you go. Sorry to cut you off, yeah. Patty. I'm, I'm going Buffalo. No real rhyme or reason other than I don't trust Nebraska. You know, you, you mentioned it. They struggled against Colgate. You know, out the gates. No, so no, 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 uh, no, no, no. They, no, no, no. They struggled against Illinois. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, and no, Fordham. They struggled against Fordham, Fordham out the gates. Fordham yeah. is the t- yeah. Whatever. I mean, Fordham Colgate. Does anybody know the difference? I think they're both red. You know, they're <laughs> both in the, the, the northeast. They're both red. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, give me Buffalo. I suppose I don't. Lo- uh, who knows what Buffalo is right now? Again, they played a uh, you know an FCS opponent. So who knows? But I think it's a little too many points. I think thirteen and a half. It's kind of baiting you to take Nebraska. So I'll take Buffalo. Patty, look, Maurice Linguish is the JMU guy. Nebraska 
overrated. Buffalo killed it week one. Buffalo's the call here, even in Lincoln. Mm, mm, mm. There you go. You heard it here first. Okay. California Golden Bears come into Fort Worth, Texas. Interesting game. Cow coming off of a tough loss to Nevada. They're catching 12 points, though, against TCU. This line opened up at 10. It's at 12 now. The Golden Bears, can they get it done? Obviously, TCU rolled against Duquesne. I'm going to take the 12 points. I think Justin uh, Wilcox can have enough defense that can keep Cal in this game. TCU wins it though. I think Patty, I'm taking, Sorry. I'm taking Cal and lock it. Sorry, Patty. I, I'm eager, man. I'm, I'm eager to pick these games. <laughs> the bit. I like it. What are, what are you doing? I'm, Nick? Ta- I'm taking, I'm taking Cal. Give me the points and lock it up. Oh, there you go. If you, if you wouldn't have looked at, at week one and my theme is to not over, not overreact week one. Okay. We were mentioning this game all through the off season as a coin flip, right? Yeah. So Nevada beats Cal. I mean, Nevada's a good team. All right. What did TCU do? They beat Duquesne. And now you're going to give me 13 points. I'm on Cal all day. Lock it up. Boom. Boom. Patty C. What do you say to that? I caught this at 11 and I was, you know, battling with myself about it. Cause I thought Cal doesn't lose to anyone by 11 or very rarely, especially if a team TCU's Oak who's good, but not great. Uh, if it's at 13, give me a cow. No, no, no. It's, at, it, it, it's currently at 12 and a half that I'm seeing now. Uh, well, I would say lean cow then, but since I caught it at 11, I'm going TCU. Wow. You're bet mid- early you're, bet early. You're really going to middle this thing. <laughs> well, uh, what, uh, what do you want? Yeah. Be, we're going to see how my stats play out next week. And I bet TCU and I got it at 11. So that's what I tell the fans. Bet early. Yeah, I, I I think I got it at eleven, and I still took Cal. So we'll see. We'll see next week. Uh, Nick locked it up though, so pay attention. He's got a great lock record so far. But how about this one? I almost locked this one up, but then I realized no, I can't do that because their quarterback was eight of twenty five last week for a hundred forty <laughs> forty eight yards and one pick. Temple at Akron. Temple minus seven. It opened up at minus six, and I was flirting with with locking up Temple. And then I'm like, Dewan Mathis, this is a guy who started for Georgia last year against Arkansas week one. He was eight of 25 for 148 Shit. yards. Guys, I know Akron got housed by Auburn. I know Temple got housed by Rutgers. I feel like Temple's ahead of Akron as far as talent, but I don't know what the fuck to do in this one. It's at minus seven currently. I say take Temple. I, I think Akron's actually headed in the right direction some. Temple's heading in the wrong direction, but I still think there's a big talent difference. I'm going to go Temple minus seven. I don't love it though. Patty, talk about the ultimate shit fest of the weekend. Yeah, I don't have much to say about this. It's very tough to make a play. Rutgers getting or Temple getting rolled by Rutgers. Akron getting rolled by a, a, a better team in Auburn by a similar amount of points. That said, I just trust Temple more than I do Akron. So a Temple covers. Nick. Yeah, I mean, back in the '90s, early 2000s, Temple was an awful program. I mean, doormat. I mean, you know, Penn State played them every year. They would Penn State would win like 70 to three. I wonder if they're headed in that direction. I don't know. Last week was not promising, but I'm going to still give them the benefit of the doubt for one more game. Beat Akron by a touchdown. I'm riding Temple. If you screw me this time, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Auto fade. There you go. 
All right, folks, I want to tell you that we're going to get to our final segment here. But first I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by mint mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch when it comes, you know, there's always a catch and something, right? So when I first heard that mint mobile offers premium wireless service, at just 15 bucks a month. I thought this has got to be a gimmick, right? This has got to be Alabama playing Mercer, right? Uh, what's the catch? But after speaking with them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one mint mobile secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only by cutting out retail stores. There's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in, in the form of mystery fees. Instead, mint just passes on, you know, sweet savings direct to you for people looking for extra savings. Mint mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5g network. Use your own phone with any mint mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not hundred percent satisfied, mint mobile, they have you, they have you covered with a seven day money back guarantee. I mean, come on, switch to mint mobile to get premium wireless service. Just starting at 15 bucks a month, guys, 15 bucks a month. Okay. Let's get to this here. We're getting into, I think the meat of, of, uh, of the college football slate. And that comes at night because we got some great rivalry games and it starts right here in Annapolis, Maryland at, you know, still, still 1230, uh, uh, East air force Navy. They're going to be honoring. This is the 20 year game, uh, since nine 11, they're going to do a big ceremony for nine 11. Uh, this is one of the ones to me that I feel great about air force, by the way, a six and a half point favorite. I'm going to do this guys. I'm locking up Navy plus six and a half. Have you guys seen, I know Navy got housed by Marshall and I, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch that game until this morning. Right. And I'm watching this game and I realized how the fuck did Navy only score seven points. This team out. I think they were right neck and neck yards wise. They had more first downs than Marshall. They just turned the ball over in the red zone. I actually think Navy, that was, it was just a crazy game. I don't, I, I actually believe they play that 10 times. I'm not going to say Navy wins nine of those, but I do think that score from a yardage standpoint, from a game standpoint, that was a, a more of a back and forth game. Then people realize if you just see the score, you think, Oh, Navy's terrible air force played Lafayette. And even with that air force looked, it looked solid. It looked like a Troy Calhoun team against Lafayette, but air force has not won in Annapolis since 2012. I'm taking Navy plus six, six and a half. I even see a seven on the board somewhere out there. Um, I say take Navy. I say sprinkle some on the money line. Cause I think this is going to be a, a, a close game. And like I said, they haven't won at Navy in a while. And I think Navy remembers last year's ass whooping in Colorado Springs, Patty. I would say you're crazy, but I'm, I didn't get to watch either of these teams highlights. So I'm just going off the numbers and what I know about these teams, but looking now what you're saying, Navy led Marshall in first downs, 24 to 23, the yardage difference, uh, Marshall 464, Navy three, uh, 98 and Navy led the time of possession 41 to 18. 
So unbelievable. I mean, that, isn't that uh, isn't that like mind numbing? It's like how did they how did Marshall win? It's because forty nine to seven. I know. Unbelievable. It's almost. I, I I watched a lot of football games. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Never yeah, seen I don't anything understand like that. that. Like looking at those stats, I hadn't looked at those before you said that. I couldn't believe you took that. I had locked uh, Air Force actually, and I think I'm going to stick with that just because of the score last week. Even though Air Force went against Lafayette, doesn't mean shit. But uh, yeah, it's tough to tough to gauge because all the numbers, other than the score, indicate that Navy should have won that game, Nick? or at least been in the game. All right, so I went eight and four of my locks last week. And my one lock was Navy against Marshall. It was the one lock. The other ones I didn't feel bad about losing. I thought I was either on the right side or, you know, I could say, okay, you know, my, my, you know, my bet didn't win, but I, I can make sense of why I did it. And with Navy, that was the one thing I should not have done. I should not have locked Navy. I'm not going to take them again. They haven't scored over a touchdown in four straight games if you go back to last year. Meanwhile, they've lost. If you go back to last year, six games in a row. I'm sorry, I'm not taking Navy again. Air Force. Mm, mm, mm. All right, let's stay. Let's stay. This is where it gets heated here because we got the battle of Farmageddon. Iowa heads into Ames. Matt Campbell winless against Iowa. I don't actually think this is Farmageddon. I think uh, K State versus Iowa State is technically Farmageddon. Damn, I fucking this, this is, up. Uh, Close this enough. This is the battle of the cornfields. Yeah, this is decapitated blowjobs here. Uh, look, the yeah, Iowa we Hawkeyes. Name this game, the decapitated blowjob series. Let's <laughs> see if it catches on. <laughs> I don't think it will. But uh, look, I just got kicked out for rooting for football too hard. Um, look, <laughs> Iowa at Iowa State. Hawkeyes. Ferentz three and O or four and O I believe now against uh Matt. No, they didn't play last year. So three and O against Matt Campbell. Um, last time they played 18, 17 game, they won. Iowa won by one. And it was, it was actually a wild game because Iowa state was kind of looking like the much better team than a lightning delay that caught. That was like a 12 hour delay. <laughs> then Iowa storms back in the second, you know, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if it was half when that happened or not. Uh, <laughs> Iowa gets an 18, 17 win the year before that Iowa won an over, or by, I think 13 to three, the, it is there. This will be, I think the fifth game. Um, and then the year before that, uh, in overtime, Iowa won. these games have been wild. They've been wild for the uh, overtime. Then a 13, three game that I think was six to three for majority of the game. And then 18, 17, I was getting four and a half and they look good against Indiana. Now, I'm not one of these ones that's going to talk a lot of shit about Iowa state against Northern Iowa, because I know Northern Iowa, whenever they get the chance to play any of those schools, whether it's Iowa or whether it's Iowa state, they bring their lunch pail and they go for it every time and they give them hell. However, I'm on the Hawkeyes plus four and a half because I got a feeling this is a field goal game. If not, Iowa winning it outright again, Nick. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm concerned that the public will be all over Iowa. I mean, just, they're going to look at like Iowa just whipped Indiana. Iowa state was lucky to beat Northern Iowa where they don't realize that Northern Iowa always plays the in-state FBS schools tight. So I've got a little concerned about the line, but when I look at it, I mean, Iowa they've won five in a row, five straight games against Iowa state. Uh, and the, you know, like you said, the games are always close. Uh, and I mean, if you look, the most concerning thing about Iowa State's performance last week was that 
let's see here. They're running backs uh, 78 yards on 25 carries. Yeah. That is 3.12 yards per carry against Northern Iowa. Iowa state relies on the running game to open up the entire offense. The passing game will not, you know, carry them through. And you know what? Iowa's got a pretty good damn defense. Yeah, but I will say this: Iowa State Charlie Kohler was a game time decision. They they elected to have him sit out against Northern Iowa so he could be healthy for this one. Maybe that makes a difference with their play action game, but I still think the run game sets it up. And I think you made great points: Iowa's run defense and Iowa's pass defense. They had multiple interceptions last day, two pick sixes against Indiana against Michael Penix, who, you know, America loved last year. I, I'm on the Hawkeyes plus four and a half and, and you shop around. I think there's a five out there too. Patty C what are you doing here? That's unbelievable to me that it's this high. This game has traditionally been itself a slug fest, let alone the, you know, data that we've just gotten last week. Now, obviously you kind of have to, like you say, take it with a grain of salt, Iowa state or uh, Northern Iowa plays everyone close, but Iowa, we really thought highly of coming into the season and they've proven it to be uh, accurate through one week. Um, the game is in Ames, So maybe that has a factor, but I don't think that traditionally has much of an impact. I locked it. Give me Iowa. Nice. And I, and I, I like what you said. Sprinkle some on the money line. Yeah, I do think if you definitely sprinkle some of the money line. I mean, <laughs> they've been owning them lately. Um, maybe this uh, is when Matt, Yeah, and maybe this is when Matt Campbell gets it done. All right, well, we're going over to Bowling Green, Ohio. South Alabama just whooped Southern Miss's ass in a game that I was really on the wrong side of. I thought Southern Miss would be the better team where Kane Womack. And another thing is Indiana kind of struggled without Kane Womack. New head coach at South Alabama. They look good taking it to the Golden Eagles. Now, Southern Miss was shit last year, so maybe that's just what it is. But I can tell you this Bowling Green, they're shit too. South <laughs> Alabama minus 14. Guys, I, I might lock this one up. By, by the I time. I did lock yeah, it Yeah, I like South Alabama to roll in this one. They got Jake Bentley, who started at every college in the country. This guy's a 13 year senior. But he went 17 of 22 for 269 and two scores. I like the Jaguars on the road against a bad bowling green team. Nick's locking it up. Let's do it. Let's do it. Patty, you want to join us on this? I'm not joining you only because bowling green looked good enough against Tennessee to get, get, earn a little respect. That said, I did take South Alabama. As somebody who's driven by the bowling green stadium on my way up to Michigan from North Carolina, it is not very, uh, you don't have to worry about going in there. It's not very intimidating. It looks like a high school stadium right off the highway. Okay. So I'm not worried about the road trip. I think South Alabama is clearly the better team. Don't forget fade Bowling Green, only two touchdowns, lock up the Jaguars. There we go. There we go. All right, folks. I want to tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by Odds Crowd. If you haven't downloaded the Odds Crowd app yet, well, you're missing out. The free roll football contest is taking place on odds crowd this year. $10,000 for the best NFL better sides are included as well this year. Uh, look also there's a weekly hundred dollar SGPN exclusive contest just for people who have the app downloaded. There's over $30,000 in cash prizes up for grabs, both season long and weekly contests on NFL and college football. And you better believe the boys here at SGPN are all taking part. So try to, you know, Come try to claim bragging rights over us, all right? Come, come, come talk some shit to us, all right? Here's how it works. Once you enter a contest, you, you track your bets against real odds and lines, much like you would with any 
pick tracking app. The most profitable players rise up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, you win. All right. So download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. And while you're downloading apps, make sure you download us, the SGPN app. Download and enter your your week one NFL picks for a chance at a hundred thousand dollars. Yes, six figures. Right? The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right. Hey, I'll say this, man. We got into some nice rivalries there: Air Force, Navy, Iowa, Iowa State. But how about? Let's let's jump off the pace here. Uh, Alabama is a 56 and a half point favorite against Mercer. What the fuck is this game doing on the schedule? We can do this all day, but at the same time, Clemson's playing South Carolina State. I don't have a number on that. Who wins by more, guys? Bama. <laughs> Pat? Uh, you'd have to figure Bama, but I feel like Nick Saban has a little more class than Dabo Swinney, even though I don't think either of them is particularly classy individuals. That said, Bama is just that good. Well, uh, Patty, see, I don't think you're a very classy individual, ooh, ooh, but, you, but you might have a point. I mean, I, th- I guess at this point, Clemson has more to prove, right? They need to get that offense cranking. Yeah. Yeah. Where Bama doesn't. So I maybe mean, you're right. Ugalele was under 50% completion percentage. Ooh. In 2021, I didn't know that was possible. Bye-bye Heisman. <laughs> uh, Houston, the Cougars. Opened up to a 14 nothing lead against Texas Tech, and then Texas Tech whooped their ass the remainder of the game. Now they go down to Rice, where honestly, if anyone watched that Rice Arkansas, that score was deceiving. And, and any Arkansas backer, by the way, I took Rice minus or plus 19. I got a horrible beat on that because in the fourth quarter, Rice was winning that game. Uh, Rice looked all right to me, guys. Rice they looked all right. What in that game? No, I had Rice 18. Pl- yeah, and the, and I lost. Yeah, I think Arkansas won by nineteen, right? <laughs> but I'm Jeez. saying Arkansas was losing in the in the beginning of the yeah. fourth quarter. There, uh, Houston. This line was at nine and a half. It's down to eight. Cougars minus eight. Both the universities reside in Houston, but they are playing at Rice. I'm gonna take Houston. I don't feel good about this. I don't feel good about this game. I, if anything, like uh, by I would think Rice looked better week one. I'm just gonna trust the talent though. And I'm going to go with Houston minus eight, but I'm staying the fuck away from this one. Patty C. What are you doing? Who, who, who <laughs> give me those owls, baby. Oh, he's going with the owls. There you go. It's easy I to agree. see a tide turn. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I try to tell y'all, I think, I think I swayed you Colby to go Texas tech over Houston. Cause I do not trust Holgerson. I think he's a way overrated coach. And even with the easy schedule that Houston has this year, I don't know about them. I think Rice covers. If 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 not, win outright. They could. I, I yeah. they could win outright. I don't know what I'm doing in this game. I'll tell you this. This is the hardest game on the slate, probably to me. Um, Football in Texas is a clusterfuck right now. It's anyone's game. Well, it is anyone's game. But I was on the Texas Longhorns against Louisiana last week, and guess what? Now they're a six and a half point favorite at Arkansas. And I'll tell you this. We were bullish on Sam Pittman last year. Arkansas did not look good to me. They really yeah. didn't. And now Texas is laying six and a half in Fayetteville. Hudson card looked all right. Bijan Robinson went for over a hundred. Give me the longhorns minus six and a half. I like this play. Nick. 
I agree. It opened at four and a half. I got it on tally site way early at four and a half. I would like anything under seven uh, or, or at seven. Yeah. You mentioned Hudson card 14 and 21 two twenty four two touchdowns, not too shabby for your first game ever. Uh, question marks about Arkansas. You know, I, I can't believe just one week and we're more on Texas than Arkansas, but they looked impressive against Louisiana. I think they can continue that role here. I think they beat Arkansas. Patty, give me the horns. Easy peasy. Yeah, I like this one. This is might be Start a lock. Getting it done. This might be a lock by Saturday morning. Keep an eye on our picks page. But speaking of locks, I'm going to take you to the land down under here, where Eastern Michigan and Chris Creighton, who I love, they travel to Camp Randall, and look, this line is at it was at 25, 25. It was at twenty four. It's up to twenty six right now. Right. Eastern Michigan, though, in my opinion, they're kind of the Wisconsin of the Mac, right? They're a grinded out team, win ugly. Well, Wisconsin's coming off of a loss where really, if you go back and watch that game, they had their chances to beat Penn State and probably should have. A lot of miscues inside the 20. Graham Mertz definitely wasn't impressive. I think they're going to get on the right side of this one, guys, and I'm going to take you. To the land down under, and I'm going to say Wisconsin minus 26 is a lock. I'm thinking this is going to be like a 49 to 7 game. I think they're going to be dominant, and I think this place is going to be lit. Give me Wisconsin minus 26. Anyone else want to lock this up with me? Not yet. Pussy. Actually, I'm not even going to agree with you. I'm going to take your boy, Chris Creighton, and I'm going to take the Eastern Michigan Eagles. (laughs) There you go. Now I'm on the Wisconsin side, you know, I think uh, they get the running game going. I think, you know, Chesma Lucy, the Clemson transfer ran for 121 and a touchdown on Penn state. What's he going to do on Eastern Michigan? You know? Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think, yeah. Wisconsin shows their dominance here. We kind of called the Penn state game, at least for a cover. If not the win out, right. I think Colby mentioned the win out, right. I said they'd cover, uh, but look, Wisconsin's still a good program and they're going to put it on the max school. Yes. Well, Colby, can you rattle off some of those Eastern Michigan wins over Big Ten schools? Yes, of late, Purdue, Illinois, Rutgers, which Wisconsin is a, is a horse of another different, color, different yeah. class. <laughs> yeah, but twenty five and a half is a lot of points, and Eastern Michigan, like you said, is a mirror image to Wisconsin on a lower level. So, what what happens when we see Army Navy? Right, we see a fucking four point game every year. Right, we're gonna see when these teams know each other like the back of their hand. Guess what? The score doesn't get out of hand, and uh, Michigan State is gonna keep this thing close. No, right, no, Eastern Michigan, yeah, or Eastern Michigan, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Too many of these fucking seltzers. Good lord. Yeah, uh, good, good. Maybe I'll. I just don't get kicked out of your own house because that's what happened when I did when I was having a few cocktails and, and talking brewing football. Um, all right. App state chase Bryce for president says, Patty C catching nine points at Miami, Miami gardens, fresh off a nice Alabama ass whooping that we were all on as locks. That was one that we all hit by the way. Do we double it up guys? I, talk me into why we shouldn't take app state plus nine. Cause I'm taking that naturally, but I'm saying, should I lock this up and go down to the, I'm in Vegas right now. Should I go bet this thing right now? Nick, what are you doing here? You're the app state fan. What are you doing? I, I told you earlier that, you know, I, I strayed um, and I'm sorry. App state. I apologize. I shouldn't have <laughs> Patty C steered me back towards the mountaineers. 
And no, I'm not going to go Miami here. Uh, I mean, I look, I guess Derek King's healthy. Yeah. You know, I mean, he played the whole game against Alabama didn't play great, but he played, which, you know, is a positive sign for the hurricanes, but you damn sure I'm going app state. I mean, I think uh, like this, this program has been built on shocking bigger opponents and you know, getting nine points. I'm on the Mountaineers. Are you it, locking it? Started at like seven and a half or eight. Is going up a little bit. Money's coming in on Miami, which makes me feel even better about App State. Go Mountaineers. You locking it? No. <laughs> Patty, see what are you doing here? Well, I am going App State here, and let me say this: Nate Noel, 15 rushes, 126 yards. 8.4 yards for rush for the uh, Mountaineers, a Miami, Florida native. You better believe he wants to go down there and show them what they missed out on. Give me app state, baby. Yeah. I'm on app plus the nine as well. All right. I mean, this is, like I said, the night slate's really good for it's the best slate for week two. I would say NC state fresh off a Royal ass whooping travels to Starkville where Mississippi state. Hey, coach Leach is my boy. They got some magic because they pulled that win out of their ass. They were down 20 in the fourth get, they ended up winning on a block field goal uh, to beat Louisiana tech. I, well, it was one of my locks. That was one of my Dundee plays La tech. And I hate to do this to you. Coach Leach friend of the program here. However, I'm locking up NC state minus two and a half in Starkville. Cause I just think they're flat out better. They're flat out better. And Mississippi state yeah, maybe you ride that momentum. Will Rogers threw for 370 and three touchdowns. That's not going to be able to happen against NC State, despite them throwing 70 passes. Give me NC State minus two. Lock it up. Nick, it's right up the, your road, your your wolf pack. Are you joining me? Well, I think I'm the first one that was high on NC State this year. I think when we were, we, I think right. when we were I think when we were all he talking off season, week in, week out, I think I was the first one that said, look, NC State's gonna be legit this year. So you damn right. I'm picking them. It's lock, a tough, it's a lock. Tough, I didn't lock it up yet. Uh, oh, isn't that funny? A convincing. Cause look, we're still talking NC state football here. We're still talking. I, I mentioned earlier, we saw the ACC last week. Okay. It's so a little, little concerned home for them. Little concerned ACC versus SEC after the conference's performance as a whole in week one, Patty, but I do think they go into Stark Vegas and get the dub. Patty, I'm with you, and I've been with you, Nick. Uh, NC State a hair better than Mississippi State in a damn good game here. Are you locking it? Not locking it. No, mm, mm, guys aren't joining me. A bunch of cowards. All right, <laughs> let's go to the Florida International Airport and talk about the Florida International Panthers. This game's minus Florida FIU currently minus one. At home against Texas State, who covered for me against Baylor, I'm I'm on FIU, but I think this is gonna be a great game to watch. I think it's a fun one. Uh, Max Bortenschlager, yes, uh, FIU's quarterback, stole my thunder, 14 of 17 <laughs> for 266 and two touchdowns. I'll go for a couple Bortenschlagers after this podcast when I go down to the bar. Um, this is gonna be a fun one, but I think I'm taking FIU minus one. I like FIU this year, man. I, I think they win it. at home. Join me on that lock? lock. Join me on that lock. Let's do this. Fuck it. Lock it up, buddy. I'm now we're you. talking. Patty, see you going to join us? 
Well, let me say this. No, I'm not. Because Texas State, well, I probably should. Because Texas State loses close to everyone. Only a nine-point loss to Baylor, who was what? 11 and two, two years ago. Here's so, why, here's why you take FIU Patty C they're running back. Pro- they're running back Devonte price. You tell me the average on this uh, math major five rushes, 165 yards, three touchdowns. Jeez. Oh, fucking flip. <laughs> uh, that's what? Like 20, 30 yards of rush. Who, who the hell knows? It's beyond my mathematical capabilities there. Uh, and That's you know, by the of- way, you know, that, that wind total was a sit like four and a half. Yeah. And I was on the over. I should have locked it up. I did. FIU is a better team than four and a half wins. I, I, I locked that up. And how about La tech, even though they lost, you gotta be feeling great as one of my locks. Oh, La tech I over four. That. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I locked up. I bet it. Yeah. Um, we're all on FIU. Um, uh, me and Nick are locking it. Um, Southeast Louisiana plays La Tech. That's a game though to watch though. La Tech with that hangover, Qu- good quarterback down there at Southeast Louisiana and Cole Kelly. No line on that. That's just an FCS matchup. We're almost done with these. North Texas at SMU. SMU laying twenty two and a half. Guys, what are we doing? This might be too many points. I, I'm on. I'm on. Uh, I'm on SMU. I think Jim Levitt's gonna gonna yeah. make a statement against the North Texas Mean Green. I don't know. Backdoor cover. Backdoor cover. Give me the mean green. Patty C. Sounds right. Yeah, I'm on the. I'm with you, Nick. Mean green. I'm on the Mustangs. All right, here's a lock. Here's let's let's do this. Liberty goes to Troy, Alabama. Liberty laying four. The money's coming in on Troy because it's opened up at five and a half or six. This is a lock. Liberty's beating Troy. I know Troy looked great last week, but Liberty Hugh Freeze is a better coach than almost every coach in the nation. He's going to out scheme these guys. Liberty will win this game by more than four points. Malik Willis will dominate this game. Give me the flames minus four. Who wants to join me on this? Co-signed. I'm with you. Patty C. I, I'll, I'll co-sign, but without a lock, Troy uh, beat Southern 55 to three last week. Give a little credit where it's due. Nick, I've been saying that I think Troy is better this year, but for some reason Vegas is not high on Liberty. I locked them up last week. They covered easily against Campbell, only laying like 21 points. I mean, we have a Liberty school here that a double digit win total team from a year ago, a potential maybe dark horse Heisman candidate, and they returned their freaking entire team. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I like Troy. Troy's going to be a lot better this year than last year, but Liberty wins this by at least a touchdown. Lock it up. Lock it up. Down in Alabama. You, you, you're sure of that? Yes, I am. I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I, I don't have a strong feel for it. That's why I'm not locking it. But, okay. Uh, I thought, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going Liberty too. Okay. Okay. There we go. So double lock, no triple locks yet on the slate. Southern Illinois at K state. No, no, no line out there yet. Nick Baker threw for 460 yards last week against Southeast Missouri. Uh, that's amazing. Any chance there's an upset there with the Salukis? This was a really good FCS team a season ago. Do we get a spread on that or is no, it I don't have the, it. I don't have it. I'm just throwing it out there before I get to the, we have like 10 games left. Well, I got to rattle these things fast guys. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking like, you know, Kansas state big win, Potential letdown. I mean, I guess uh, maybe the Southern Illinois coach was knew what he was doing when he uh, put in Baker over Stone Labanowitz. 
No, he did. Come on, man. Still, they're a boy. I can't yeah. go. I can't go Southern Illinois. Yeah, K State rolls. Deuce. Yeah, exactly. All right, this is a nice one. A little backyard battle. Memphis going to Jonesboro, Arkansas, just forty-five minutes up the road. Memphis minus five. Interesting matchup. Both teams looked all right week one. What are we doing here, guys? I'm going to take Memphis minus five. I don't like it too much, though. Actually, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I'm taking Arkansas State because Memphis's quarterback Grant Gunnell, the transfer from Arizona, is hurt, so he is not playing. Uh, I guess the backup is you know he came in last week and did pretty good you know in relief effort Seth Hennigan, but I think against an uh, an FBS opponent in Arkansas State at home, give me the home dog, Patty. Let me say this: the AAC championship this year, the last year of the AAC, looks like it does. Will consist of a 12 and 0 Cincinnati versus a 12 and 0 Memphis. Okay. What? Yes, Memphis will get this win and cover. Nice, nice, crazy talk. Um, New Mexico State travels to Albuquerque to take on New Mexico. Battle of New Mexico, guys. Jonah Johnson is 42 of 80 so far this season for 408 yards. That's Interesting. Uh, 42 of 80. Yes. New Mexico minus 19. I'm going to ride with Rocky Long's bunch. I don't love this one, but give me New Mexico minus 19. Patty? I don't even know. New Mexico. God, I got to scroll down to this. Yeah, that's who I took. New Mexico. New Mexico State sucks. Come on. I mean, New Mexico State was up ten nothing at halftime against <laughs> uh, against San Diego State, which was very very surprising. Jesus. That but was, that I've was been brutal. Fading the Aggies uh, since the springtime. I'll continue to do so. Give me New Mexico. There you go. All right. Georgia State catching 26 in Chapel Hill. I'm on Georgia State. Everyone's buying into this UNC. This line to open up at 24. Give me Georgia State to get back on the good side of this and keep it within three touchdowns. Give me the Panthers of Georgia State. Nick? I'm curious about this game. Um, because yeah, I mean, if UNC has a shot at rebounding from the week one loss, which obviously do is just one game in week one, you would think they would have to really smack Georgia state. I mean, Georgia state just got smacked by army, but I'm not so sure that's going to happen. So maybe it's just the UNC hater in me, but give me the points in Georgia state. Mm, mm. Patty. Oh gosh. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say that Virginia tech came ready. North Carolina wasn't able to handle it, but they're going to bounce back when there's not so much pressure on them schematically and talent wise and Georgia state getting rolled by army was a bad look. 26 points. I'm not super confident, but give me the Tar Heels. There you go. All right. SEC matchup. Finally, we get to it. Most of these SEC teams are playing Mercer and Austin P uh, and McNeese, Missouri. This is a huge game in the SEC East. I truly believe that Missouri at Kentucky, Kentucky minus five. I'm going to ride Mizzou. Will Levis did throw four touchdowns, did throw 367 yards, but that's against Patty C's ULM bunch. Missouri mm. kind of struggled a little bit with Central Michigan, but I'm still thinking Missouri. Uh, Eli Drinkwood's going to find a way to 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 st- at least stay in this game. Give me Mizzou plus the five. Nick, agreed. I don't like it. I don't have a good feel for either team yet. Obviously, Missouri was not impressive. I will say I had a a three team teaser. They were the third leg, and I was laying eight, and they got 
like a field goal with a minute left to cover that for me. So, so thank you. I thought you guys were going to screw me last week, <laughs> but you came through against central Michigan, but it was not an overly impressive performance, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think Kentucky has to do it against a better, uh, a better opponent before I believe in that offense yet. So uh, I'll take the points. I think Kentucky might win straight up, but it's kind of a 50, 50 game. Give me Missouri in the points, Patty. Well, like they're saying, um, Kentucky offense surprisingly really impressive. The defense less impressive than it was last year. Uh, I think I initially went Missouri here, but the fact that that game was as close as it was against a pretty mediocre Central Michigan team makes me oh, it's really tough. But I think I'm going to lean Kentucky at home, uh, giving five. All right. Well, how about this one? This is, I think, one of the bigger games of the day. But the Washington Huskies, fresh off a loss to the Grizzlies of Montana, catching a full touchdown in Ann Arbor. We know Michigan's best player, perhaps out for the season, and Ronnie Bell. Uh, I'm on the seven points in Washington. You're going to give me a touchdown, and Michigan losing their best player, and I know Washington looked like shit. I think they're going to get ready for this. I think that was an embarrassing loss. I think Jimmy, Jimmy Lake's going to rally the troops. Give me the Huskies plus seven in the big house. Patty C. What are you doing? You're the Michigan fan. Really hard game to predict. Went back and forth on this one too, but recency bias call it, I guess. Give me the Wolverines, Nick. Yeah. I think the overreaction play would be go would be to go Michigan here, but I'm, I am on Washington. Granted the Huskies offense was awful. QB Dylan Morris threw three picks against Minnesota. Now it didn't help that their top three wide receivers missed the game. One of the receivers had been hurt for a couple of weeks. He was expected. Two other guys were, were like scratch calls that, that we still don't know what happened. My guess is that they missed it due to COVID. I don't know. And then their fourth receiver went out for the game on the first series. So they Washington was down four receivers against Montana. Maybe that's the reason why you know, the, the guy threw three picks and the offense struggled to only score seven points. I don't know the status of these guys for this game here. Uh, once again, the coach has been not been very secretive with information. We don't know why those two guys didn't play to this day. We don't know why. Yeah. And we, and right now we don't know if they're going to play. It would help if they have two or at least one of their top four receivers. If not, I'm a little scared, but I'm going to rely on the Washington defense to keep it tight and keep it low scoring. And I'll take the points. There we go. Okay. Van I'm going to take it to lock city here. Vanderbilt traveling to Fort Collins, Colorado. And I can't believe I'm going to lock up Steve Adazio, but they're, they're laying six and a half. I'm on the Rams. Give me that. Give me that land down under music. Come to the land down under here. Come to come down to Fort Collins where we grab a win against the sec. The last time an SEC opponent went to Fort Collins, it was the Arkansas Razorbacks, and they took an L as well. Give me Colorado State minus six and a half to get it done. Nick? I took Colorado State, definitely not locking it. I could see a close game here. I'm not buying the Rams and Adazio. I know Vanderbilt was awful last week. They're probably going to be awful this week. But too many points to lay to lock up at least. I'm on the Rams, no lock. Pat? Uh, is this the first game in uh, history of FBS football where they both lost to uh, FCS teams the week before? Um, <laughs> That's interesting. Maybe, probably not. Uh, probably not. This might be the shit fest of the weekend. Uh, the Akron versus who? Who's Akron playing again? Uh, uh, Temple. 
Akron Temple's also in competition for that. Yeah, I got to agree with you. Um, that was a pathetic loss by Vanderbilt. I guess give me uh, Colorado State to cover seven by default. All right, our gals travel down to Tucson to take on the Wildcats. All right, uh, I'm on Arizona minus. This line's been crazy. It's been going every which way. I've seen San Diego State favor. I've seen Arizona fa- State favor. Then went back to San Diego State. Now it's back to Arizona. Uh, Arizona minus two. I'm still going to take it. I think Zona gets it done by a field goal. Was not impressed by the Aztecs against New Mexico State. Nick, I agree. Yeah, this line's jumped over zero like three or four times. So each team has taken its turn being a slight favored. Uh, you know, I don't know about these schools. I didn't watch either one of their games last week. So I'm a kind of in the dark here, but I'll go with the home team and lay the two points. All right, Patty. Uh, I guess they're calling her the backdoor cover by Arizona. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but uh, I think San Diego State two and a half. I don't know. I don't have a great feel for it, but I'm going Aztecs. Oh, going Aztecs. All right, how about this one? Uh, Hawaii at Oregon State. Oregon State laying eleven. I'm going to lock up the Beavers to get back on the winning side of this. Hawaii gave up 400 yards passing to Portland state. I, I'm going to take Oregon state to, to handle this one. That was a tough trip at Purdue. They played somewhat decently. Give me the Beavers minus 11 in Corvallis. First time they've had fans there in two years, Nick. I like the Beavers by two touchdowns. I think it's probably best that they got the Neuer experiment out of the way and, and hopefully they're starting. Um, uh, helping it well, but this is his name. Uh, well, which, what, 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 what the quarterback? Gabia? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh, okay. Thank you. So hopefully he starts this game. They started Neuer against Purdue for some reason. I don't know. Um, but Hawaii on the road is not quite the same team. I think Oregon State with that home, that home field advantage, I think they win by two touchdowns. You can lock it up? No. Pussy. Pat, what are you doing? Are you? I, I locked it up, man. I got Oregon State minus You're that 11. confident about Oregon State? I am. Okay. Patty, what are you doing? Uh, just a minute ago, I had Hawaii, but as you guys pointed out, uh, that game against Portland State was way too close. I guess you got to go Oregon State here. All right, UNLV. All right, we got three games left. UNLV hits hits Tempe, catching thirty three and a half. They lost to Eastern Washington. I don't know why, but I'm taking UNLV. I don't like this game. I would tell none of my clients to bet this game. However, gun to my head, give me the running Rebs to uh, to cover this. 33 and a half Southern Utah did it. Why can't UNLV? That's pretty much my logic. Also, um, I think Arizona state, while they're a quality program, I don't know if they're going to like just blow anybody out other than Arizona last year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, UNLV has got a solid rushing attack. Maybe they could move the chains a little bit, you know, shorten the game, you know, uh, keep it relatively low scoring and cover those points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be telling you guys, but uh, I got Arizona State covering this one. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough game to me. It's a tough. Just, UNLV just lost to an FCS school. Granted, a good one, but yeah. took well, an L. Arizona State didn't cover against Southern Utah, who's in the it same in the same division the as Eastern Washington, and normally Eastern Washington owns them. So. All right, final two games on the slate here: Stanford at USC. Little rivalry matchup here. Stanford looked like dog shit last week. They're catching seventeen right now, but at the same time, USC kind of made that score look a little worse than the reality of that. That was a seventeen-seven game in the fourth. I guess. Give me Stanford. I don't know. 
I, I guess no. I guess I'll go USC. I don't feel great about this one. Nick, what are you doing here? This is a gut play for me too. I'm taking the points. Uh, Stanford was awful, losing 24-7 at Kansas State. Jack West threw two picks. The Stanford offense only put up 233 yards. You know, meanwhile they gave up 200 yards on the ground to K State. Uh, Jack West has been benched. Tanner McKee is getting the start in this game. Even with better quarterback play, the last two trips to the Coliseum, they lost by 25 and and 18 points in 2019 and 2017. But I still think I'm going to take the points. I don't know why, but I'm just I don't know how good USC is. Patty, so um, call this a gut gut play. Give me the points. Well, I'm kind of on the opposite side of this. I think that we just don't know how good Kansas state is yet. And uh, Stanford taking an ass weapon is, is a little bit surprising there. So I'm just going to go with recent history and assume that Stanford is a better team than they sh- showed to be on Saturday. They did that a few years ago against uh, Northwestern in week one, two on a, on a long road trip. So um, that said, uh, that's a lot of points. I got it at 17 and a half. If we're saying 17, that seems about right, but give me that hook and give me the Cardinal. All right, you Patty, Patty loves Stanford. Yeah, he swayed me. He swayed me. Give me the seventeen. I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about it. But uh, okay, let's uh, let's clo- close with maybe the best rivalry uh, in the West: the Holy War. Utah traveling to Provo. Utah seven point favorite at the moment. Charlie Brewer and Utah. They didn't cover against Weber State. They struggled at the half. They put it on late. Got a nice win. But BYU looked all right against Arizona. Arizona, if anything, got the backdoor cover. Guys, Kalani Sataki's never beaten Utah. The last time they didn't play this last year, the year before, Utah was the flat out better team. But the year before that, BYU blew a 24 point lead, I believe. Utah won. But these games, Utah's won eight in a row, but six. Nine. Oh, nine in a row. I think it is. Yeah. Seven of the nine have been by a score or less single, single digits. Yep. That is impressive. And that's why I'm taking BYU. You haven't had fans in two years and you haven't had this rivalry in two years. This is going to be bananas. Give me BYU to keep this one close and maybe even steal this one. So Sataki's team was pretty impressive against Arizona. I thought, I don't know how impressive they were. I mean, how good is Arizona? They might be the worst school in the Pac-12. I'm actually going Utah, and I'll say, look, I know usually in rivalry games you take the points. I'm gonna, you know, not listen to my own advice. I'm not gonna listen to that, you know, that usual what you usually do. I'm going Utah. I'm laying the points. Lock it up. Give me the Utes. Wow, locking up wow. the Utes. Hey, uh, nice. that, that running back Tavion Thomas, twelve for one hundred and seven and two scores for the Utes against Weber. Patty, see what are you doing here? Um, this is a tough one. The last few games, obviously, they won by eight. Uh, BYU or Utah won by eighteen two years ago, the last time they played. But prior to that, uh, starting in twenty thirteen, uh, seven point game, seven point game, one point game, six point game, and eight point game, all wins by Utah. So. A seven-point win by Utah is exactly what you've come to expect in this rivalry. That said, uh, I think BYU at home with the home crowd gives them just enough to to take my vote at least. There BYU you, to cover. 
There you go. I'm on BYU. Patty C's on BYU. NC Nick locking up the Utes. That's must watch TV. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the college football experience. If you're a first time listener, make sure you subscribe. We handicap every single division one college football and college basketball game. We've been doing it for the past four years. Never had a losing season individually. We've never had it for each sport. All three of us, even though Patty sees a little bit under 500 right now, wait till the end of the year. He'll be on top. All right. Says history says history. So subscribe, tell a friend. All right. We give all of these picks away for free via the SGPN app. Go download that app for free in the app store, or Google play store. And when you do make sure you give us a five-star review, say some nice things about us in that app review. If you do that, take a screenshot, find me on Twitter at the Colby D show me that screenshot and I'll send you a college experience t-shirt at the Colby D. Give me a follow as well. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831 NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K the college football experience new to Twitter and Instagram at TCE on SGPN. Follow all of those. All right, folks, this is the college football experience week two preview and picks episode. You better start thinking about yours. And we have it.